welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and Mary Alice Carpenter is back with us on today's podcast. We're here doling out no-nonsense pregnancy and parenting advice. We've worked with hundreds of families and have condensed all that we've learned to bring you simple, practical, and immediate advice for preventing pregnancy and parenting conundrums. When you're expecting a baby, there is so much to think about and to plan for. Is my baby healthy? Will I be a good mom? Am I even ready to be a mom? One thing I am so glad that I knew about was Viacord Cord Blood Banking. Cord Blood Banking is a simple and smart way to help plan for your family's future health. But the only way you can do it is right when your baby is born. You can save your children's cord blood even if you're doing delayed cord clamping. Cord blood can be used for a range of conditions. And if you need it for a condition that can use cord blood, a doctor will help you decide if it's the right medical option. Hundreds of Viacord families have used their baby's cord blood to help with various conditions, and it's made a world of difference in their lives. Visit Viacord.com for more info. That's Viacord.com. It's important to think about these things like Viacord during pregnancy, and it's also important to start thinking about your postpartum time. Mary Alice and I have both had our babies and are in the postpartum period. As postpartum doulas and mothers, we know what is helpful and what isn't when it comes to helping a new mom. We appreciate our friends at Viacord for sponsoring this episode so that we can share all of our recommendations to support new mothers. If you're expecting, this is definitely an episode to send to your partners. We're discussing all the different ways he or she can help you during this fragile time. Here we go. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Mary Alice. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you and that cute baby doing? We're good. <laughs> Mary Alice, she is now what? Six? Six months old. M-G. I know. I feel like she's a big baby now. I can't, like, like, yeah. An older baby. An older baby. <laughs> she's a big girl baby. <laughs> she's always she been is. a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like uh, it kind of, it, 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 the saying, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. It's so true. I'm like, wasn't she just born? I know. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy, y'all. But to and me, Lily Bell is... Oh, I know. She turns four months. Four months? Four months in just a couple of days. Crazy. Crazy. I know. And that's why I'm like, we're... To me, this is still the postpartum Oh, yeah. Period. I still feel postpartum. <laughs> <laughs> so when they say postpartum lasts for a year, I totally agree. <laughs> or at least nine months. <laughs> at least. At least. And and today, y'all, I felt like it was it's so important for partners to know how they can help, what they can do. And sometimes us moms don't know how to verbalize what we need or honestly just don't even know what to ask for. So Mary Alice and I are here to kind of break this down for you. So if you're currently expecting for this episode to your partner, because you will be so grateful that you did, and they will too, because then they'll know kind of what to do and how to help. So anyway. And Nina and I have also both worked as postpartum doulas. And so yeah. that's another perspective too, other than just being postpartum and Ourselves. you know, these are things we should just we should forward the list to our husbands. Exactly. Yeah. Because, because I mean, some of the, some of the things that we've listed, yes, we probably, you know, wanted our, our partners to do, but we've also seen our clients go through this and has seen what's really helped. So we can really vouch that these are, these are good ones to, to do. So let's get started, Mary Alice. So I think the very first thing, partners, just tell her she's doing a good job and that you're proud of her because 
in those moments, she's so postpartum. Her hormones are all over the place. And just hearing from the person that you're in this with that, hey, babe, you are amazing. You're doing such a great job. You know, we doubt ourselves in those moments like, oh, am I doing anything right? She's not latching. She's not sleeping. She's doing this and that. You know, hearing from someone else just that you're doing a great job means the world. Yes. And this is actually something my husband Aaron was great at. He would like every once in a while look at me really sincerely and be like, you know, you're doing awesome. And that would always make me cry. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Because sometimes, yeah, even if you know you're trying your hardest and you know you're doing a good job, it's just hearing that means a lot. It does. Yeah. I totally agree. Well, partners, you should also make sure that your newly postpartum mom is eating enough. And you can do that by helping to make her snacks and helping to make her meals. You know, I always thought it would be I always found it really helpful to have like a little basket of snacks next to my bed because especially in the early postpartum days, you're very rarely wanting to like get up and walk to the kitchen. And so if you have some like good, healthy, easy things, you know, ready for you or even some easy things to grab in the fridge when she opens up to put her pumped milk in the fridge or whatever, she says, oh, look, there's some carrot sticks my partner cut up. I'm going to... I'm going to snack on those. So just really try and think about, I remember I had a come to Jesus meeting with my husband at one point and I was like, I'm feeding the baby. So I really need you to feed me because (laughs) I'm having a really hard time remembering. (laughs) And so you handle our food and I'll handle her food. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. I I will say I was uh, very blessed. I had my mom help me for the first two weeks she stayed and she literally would just cut up stuff and just randomly bring food to me on a platter while I was in bed. And that was so helpful because I know Brian was really tired too. So at least for those couple of days, it was nice to have her help. But then when she left, I was like, yeah, now that's your job. Cool. Yeah. Let's, let's make sure that continues. So, okay. Next thing, take the baby and let her take a shower. You guys, she's with that baby's like latched onto you. Like 20, it feels like 24 seven. I mean, they're constantly needing to eat. They're constantly needing to be soothed. And it, it can be a lot. So just having that time to feel like, ah, oh, you can hold the baby. She has a clean diaper. She has been fed. You know, you can burp her, whatever, but let her take a shower. It really will just make her feel refreshed and feel like she can like tackle the rest of the day. And while she's taking a shower, maybe take the baby like outside, get some fresh air, change up the scenery. I know that partners, I think, get a little flustered when the baby starts like freaking out. And that's always been like my go-to tip. Like, okay, if the baby's freaking out, go outside. There's something about that fresh air, the sounds of nature really helps calm the baby down. So then you're not having to like rush mom in her bath time, shower time, because that's like defeating the whole purpose of her, like getting some relaxation. (laughs) And I think too, well, I think with all of these, but with this one in particular, I think bring why don't you suggest that she take a nice shower after yes. this feeding? Like make it your idea and that will make her feel like you're thinking about her and you're, you know, seeing that she needs some time to herself and you're being proactive and don't wait for her to say, Hey, I haven't taken a shower in two days. Would you mind holding the baby? Like you, you bring it up. Yes. Here, here. I agree. Good one, Mary Alice. <laughs> Let her vent to you. 
about anything. Um, <laughs> about you. She, about you, about the baby, about the baby's sleep. In my case, it was like obsessing over the baby's sleep. If she wants to talk about her labor and birth over and over again, if she needs to debrief things, if she needs to talk about how hard things are, how she misses her parents or her friends or her old life or wine or whatever, just, you know, just listen. Don't get annoyed. Don't, you know, zone out. Don't try and fix the situation. Men, you men, you little <laughs> fixers that you just want. I know that you just want to wave a magic wand and you want it to get better, but that's probably not what she's looking for. She just wants a listening ear. It's so true. And that's actually the next point. Just listen to her. And then the next one, be patient and try not to fix her. I couldn't agree, Mary Alice. You hit it right on the head because just being a good listener is just vital. If she doesn't feel like she's being heard, then she'll just want to talk to someone else. And also then she's probably, maybe she doesn't want to talk to someone else. Then she's hermiting. She's having all of these feelings inside and that's not going to help the situation at all. So letting her debrief and just vent, even if it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's okay. She just needs you to be supportive and listen to her and not fix her. Because, I mean, sometimes I'll be like, oh, babe, I just need to like get out and get some fresh air. And he'll be like, yeah, let's do a schedule. Like you should do. And I'm like, no, let me just say that. And every now and then I will, but don't like try to like force a solution. So there's that. Let's let's not do that. Again, remember her hormones are still all over the place. So her body is recovering and she's also running on little sleep. I feel like that's something that we need to remember. She's going through a whole lot. Just let her cry, be emotional and just be there to comfort her and be that shoulder for her to cry on. And also encourage her to seek support from other people too, especially other mothers. You know, you don't have to be everything for her all of the time. You have to be you, you have to be her partner, you have to be there and present. But also there's there's the kind of company of other moms going through the same thing that I have found personally to be incredibly helpful and supportive. And I'm actually a member of a postpartum support group and it's been wonderful for me. And also, you know, check in with her moods and how she feels like she's coping with the transition. And, you know, she, it may be that she does need professional help, whether through a support group or a group therapy setting or finding an individual therapist to help her navigate some of these transitions. Yes, for sure. And something else, if if you feel like she needs to be pampered, I like how Mary Alice said for at least like the shower thing, do this as well. Like I actually remember at our the doula agency that I owned, I remember a dad calling and saying, hey, my wife just had a baby and I want to schedule a postpartum massage with her for her every month. So can you have someone come over and give her a massage so she can just relax? And then that way, if the baby gets hungry, you know, we can bring the baby to her while she's getting a massage and all that kind of stuff. Y'all, I want, I like wanted to (laughs) high five that dad on the phone and be like, you are amazing. So yes, get her a postpartum massage. They can come to her house or, you know, maybe she doesn't want to even think about the, you know, or be around the baby to be like, oh, the baby's going to interrupt my session, then let her get out of the house and have some relaxing spa time. Like, that's awesome. So if you want to just save a little money and uh, get her uh, and get her a massage, that would be great. Or if you want to give her the massage, like maybe grandma and grandpa can take care of the baby, you do it yourself. You know, that 
touch is so helpful during that time. And she's so stressed out and tension is everywhere. Getting a nice relaxing massage can do wonders. In the early postpartum days, Aaron and I had a deal that if he wanted to talk about work, he had to rub my shoulders while he did it. Oh, it, it worked I like really, it. Honestly, it worked great. <laughs> so he was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, actually, he got to de- he likes to talk and he got to debrief about work and I got a shoulder massage every night. Oh, <laughs> I, I love that. I, it worked out well. That's a good, that's a good rule. Guys, write that down. I love it. (laughs) And along those lines, you know, just help her to feel like herself and, you know, help her, encourage her to go get her hair cut and colored or a blowout or a manicure or pedicure or whatever to help her kind of feel taken care of and to just, yeah, feel, and I think to feel comfortable and like confident in her body. I remember getting my first haircut, my first pedicure after getting or after having the baby. Cause I think it just makes you feel a little bit more like, Oh, this is my body that I'm taking care of. And it doesn't only belong to the person who I'm feeding all the time. (laughs) Here, here. I agree. And along those lines, whenever you go back to work, partners and maybe she's, you know, still on her maternity leave and home with the baby. Do not get upset if you come back home and she's still wearing the same pajamas and nothing has been touched in the house. Everything looks the exact same. Do not get upset and do not say, what have you been doing all day? Because guess what she's been doing all day? She's been keeping your child alive. And it may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot. Full-time job. (laughs) It's a full-time job. I mean, that little one is just constantly needing her time and attention. And so just don't say anything when it comes to that. Just, you know, give her a hug and say, I missed you guys. How are you both doing? Mm -hmm. And along the lines of hugs, yeah. Give lots of hugs, lots of kisses, lots of sweet cuddles, but don't pressure her for sex and don't pressure her to jump back into, you know, doing anything sexual before she's ready. And just remember that her body is healing. And also that even if her body is done healing in your six months postpartum and, you know, you haven't really started having sex yet, I think that there's just a mental leap that has to happen to feel ready for that kind of intimacy again. And I think that cuddles help and touching helps and reconnecting with, you know, your coupledom and doing things that you like to do together, like watching movies and making dinner together. I think making out is really helpful, but don't just know that your intimacy will return, but pressuring and talking about it over and over again is only going to build that up in her head. It's going to build it up in your head and it's just not helpful. I agree. Yeah. There's like this one uh, reel that I saw on Instagram. It was really funny. It was of this dad like pointing at the bed and like humping a little bit after she went to her six week postpartum checkup and she got cleared for 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 having sex again and she ran and she like continued running and can like out out the room out the door out like out from the neighborhood like she just kept running and it just made me laugh because it's like yeah just because you're cleared at six weeks does not mean that you were like physically or mentally or emotionally ready for that. So communication is a big part of that. I totally agree. But something that can encourage her to give you some loving and some hugs and cuddles and kisses 
think about maybe sending her some flowers. Like, especially if you're back at work and she's at home alone with the baby all day, you know, to brighten her day, send her some flowers or get her a present for like no reason. Even if the present is just like a handwritten card or just a letter, you know, that you have written specifically for her, why you appreciate her, why you love her and how great of a job she's doing. Just like little presents and some flowers will really make a difference. And to our next point, let her take over the remote control because you can deal with a few months of Bravo. And that's all I have to say about that. Just (laughs) let her decide what to watch on TV. Agreed. She pushed a human out of her body, whether vaginally or C-section, like she deserves the remote. And man, oh, that, it's just sometimes vegging out. I've been watching a lot of Food Network and HGTV and it really helps. It is. It's mindless. <laughs> it is. Chewing gum for the brain. I love it. All right. And our next point is send her out to buy a new outfit or two. You know, after having a baby, her maternity clothes won't be fitting exactly right, and her pre-pregnancy clothes will definitely not be fitting her. So letting her just go out to Target, to wherever, online, let her buy a couple outfits for her to feel comfortable and confident in her postpartum body. Because, you know, moms can just feel miserable going through their closet and being like, oh, nothing fits, I don't look right. And it really helps the mindset when she has a couple of new outfits that make her feel confident in her new body as a mom. Absolutely. And most importantly, tell her how much you love her every day, multiple times a day. Especially for me, once my husband went back to work, I re- it really helped me to hear, like, get little nice little texts like that because, you know, I was at home doing the same thing I had been doing over and over again. And It's just nice to be reminded that you're loved. Exactly. All right. So some things that partners can do when the mom is breastfeeding. I think that's a big thing. Dads are like, but all the baby does is breastfeed. Like they don't even need me. Like what, what am I here for? Well, there are things that you can do. And the first thing I want to say is like, as soon as she has the baby and, you know, everyone has left uh, the room, the doctor has like, if she's had a vaginal birth, stitched her up, you know, and the nurses have weighed the baby and mom's doing that skin to skin and doing that breastfeeding. Or if you're in the recovery room after a C-section, you guys, if you have done cord blood banking with Viacord, like handle that yourselves. Do not think that she's got this. Like that's the last thing on her mind right now is to handle all of this other stuff. All she wants to do is bond with her baby. She's done a huge, remarkable thing, uh, giving birth and right now focusing on the collection and the pickup of your Viacord collection kit is something that you can do. I will say as a birth doula, I have heard of other families where they will have ordered their kit, but the dad forgot to mention it to the doctor and the doctor didn't collect it or they collected it, but then the dad completely forgot it and it was never collected. And so, yeah, please do not rely on mom to handle the collection and the pickup. Make sure that that's on your birth plan and make sure that you remind your your care team that, hey, we're doing uh, cord blood banking or cord tissue banking or placenta tissue banking, and here's our kit. Please do not forget to collect this and hand this over to me. And then you you can call and make sure that it is picked up in the correct way. Yes. And you know how when you're cooking and you get all your stuff together and it's like your mise en place, so like you have all of your like 
the ingredients ready. That's what dads can do for mom when she's breastfeeding. So get her her breastfeeding pillow. Make sure she can reach her phone and the remote control. Bring her a glass of water. Make her a little snack. Make sure she can reach everything. Get her a burp cloth and just get all of her little things in place so that she just has to sit down and feed. And she's not like, oh, can you bring me this? Can you bring me that? And I just think that would just have been lovely. Yes, I totally agree. And again, y'all, this is when she's breastfeeding. And so and a big thing with breastfeeding is she always needs to stay hydrated. So constantly check that she has a glass of water beside her. If she gave birth at a hospital, she probably has like that really awesome big uh, jug for water. F- keep filling that up and making sure that she stays hydrated so that she's making plenty of milk. Yes. And then I also think that while she's switching sides, so let's say she finished feeding on one side, now it's time to switch to the next side, take the baby from her, give her a minute, let her eat her snack, take a sip of water, and you burp the baby, change the diaper, and especially in those really early newborn days, that'll help to wake baby back up because they get real sleepy when they're feeding and get him ready to feed, to take a full feed on the other breast. Yes, for sure. Okay, and speaking of baby, so we wanted to list some things also that partners can do with the baby because, again, you're thinking all the baby wants is the mom. Mom, It's always mom because it's always the feeding situation and whatever. But there are things that you can do with the baby. So the first thing, make sure you learn how to bathe the baby and change diapers. Even those poopy diapers, y'all, you can do them. We have this rule in my house that, you know, I do the input of food so you you handle the output of food. <laughs> so I feed the baby. You need to be changing those diapers. And also, it's just nice. I had Brian, my husband, give our babies their first baths. And it's like so sweet to see them bond and have that moment. Still to this day, our, our three and a half year old loves uh, getting into or loves bath time and loves doing that with his dad. So, so having that like one-on-one time with their child is so special. And moms love it when dads can take over specific jobs and know like, awesome, this is going to happen and I don't have to do it. So it's just a great bonding time for you and your child. Yes. My husband always gets the baby up in the morning. And so when she wakes up or if it's time for us to get her up in the morning, I'll be like, you go get the baby, like from my (laughs) like stupor. And um, even though it only gives me another five minutes to lounge around in bed, those are five minutes that I really enjoy. And he loves doing it. Like he, you know, he walks in there and she gets really excited. And well, now she's older and he changes her diaper and he brings her to me and gets me everything I need to feed her in the morning. And so it's a really lovely little routine. And it's something that I, I know I can count on every single time because that's what we've been doing for the last six months. I love that. That's so sweet. So another thing dad can do for the baby is to take over some of the feedings. If you are breastfeeding, you might want to wait until breastfeeding is really well established and you're ready for him to, you know, try giving a bottle. So if she's ready for you to take over some of the feedings in the middle of the night, go and, you know, give a bottle and take one of those feedings off of mom's plate. I know that a lot of dads sometimes will do the dream feed or will do like that first feed in the morning. And sometimes that'll help mom get like a longer stretch of sleep either at the beginning of the night or um, into the early morning. Or if mom isn't ready to switch to a bottle feeding overnight, you know, get up when the baby cries and bring the baby to mom if she's breastfeeding. And also, you 
you could try feeding the baby for work before you leave. And that could be a really nice, again, kind of like I was saying about the morning time, it could be a really nice bonding opportunity for y'all. And if you're formula feeding, then you have many opportunities to take over some feedings and so, or exclusively pumping. Yeah. Yeah. I will say with partners and breastfeeding, I think they're like, well, I, I don't need to help during the middle of the night, but something that, you know, as a postpartum doula, what I've done for overnight feedings is, you know, the baby wakes up, I bring the baby to the mom, she feeds the baby. I am making her a snack. I bring her water while she's doing that. And then when the baby's done, you know, I change the baby, I swaddle the baby, I put the baby back down. Those are things that partners can do. You know, there are things that you can do in the middle of the night to kind of help mom. So she's not doing that whole uh, sequence all by herself. So those are things that you can do if she's breastfeeding. But I agree, obviously with formula feeding, I've had a lot of uh, families that I've worked with that, you know, mom will take the first five hours and then dad will take the second five hours. So they at least get like a good four or five hour like nap essentially of rest. And it's really been known that a good four hour stretch of sleep is so restorative. So getting that rest can make you both feel just more like yourselves. And it's just truly a a great way to feel like you're doing this as a team. You're doing this together. And it's nice to feel like you're, you're not alone in this. So that's something that she will definitely appreciate. Okay. And when, and when baby is crying, dads, you can totally do something. You can try to soothe the baby yourself. The baby doesn't always need a boob, you know? (laughs) I know you think that the baby always needs a boob, but guess what? There are totally other things that you can do to soothe a baby. Like I said earlier, taking the baby outside or a pacifier or bouncing or singing or just distraction. Distraction is always a good thing (laughs) because then mom can have a break and won't feel so like overwhelmed or flustered every time the baby gets fired or needs to be soothed. She knows that she can count on you to help soothe your baby. And also that'll just make you feel like a more confident parent because you may feel like, oh, I can't do this at first. But the more that you try and keep learning how to soothe your baby in your own way, the more confident you will be as a parent too. Yes. And take the baby out for a walk or outside in the yard or just on the other side of the house at least once a day, especially when you're home on paternity leave or on the weekends. You know, if you work outside of the house, really try and give mom some quiet time each day because she, if she's the primary parent and she's, you know, with the baby, 24 seven, that, that alone time, I just remember sometimes I would crave time to just like scroll on my phone. Like even if I couldn't fall asleep, just like time to like be all by myself and preferably not where she can hear the baby crying. And so just really try and try and think about how much that might mean to her. I agree. And if you have other children, help look after them. So then mom can have that quality time with just the baby. Because I know as a mom of two myself, it can be really challenging when I have both kids (laughs) because one is like, mom, watch this. Look at this. Look at me. And the other one is like, wow, I want to eat or I'm really tired (laughs) or whatever. And trying to juggle the two is, is really difficult. And in the beginning, when we, when I had our our daughter, I really was like, okay, our son is your child and our daughter is my child. Like you handle him and I will handle her. So that's kind of how that worked out for, for me until, you know, obviously she's gotten a little older and we've been better about, you know, sharing that responsibility, but it, it really does help when you can look out 
for after the older children. So this applies to the older children as well. If the older children are old enough, maybe they can also um, help with with the uh, watching the younger children and. And I think that it's so special to have that one-on-one time uh, with both parents. Um, so if you can get, you know, grandma or grandpa to watch the new baby and you spend some one-on-one time with the older child, oh my gosh, that will mean the world to them. They won't feel like they've been completely replaced by the new baby. Absolutely. So next we wanted to talk about some things that dad can do to help out in the house. And I think the first one and definitely the easiest one, if it's in the budget and you can afford it, is to hire a housekeeper to come regularly, especially if possible in the early you know, weeks and months with the baby. Because I can tell you, there are some people like me who are not going to sleep if the house isn't clean. And new moms really need to sleep and they can't be staying up because the house isn't clean. And others who are going to sleep, because that's really definitely the better thing to do, but who are going to be stressed out and just not feel as good and happy as they would if their house was picked up. And so if this is something you can swing, I highly recommend it. I I agree. I think that there's something about a clean house that just makes you feel so much lighter. Like, oh, my house is clean. You just feel like, oh, it makes your it makes your life feel more in control. (laughs) So true. And especially when you have a newborn, not a lot feels like it's in your control. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Okay, y'all. But if that's out of the budget, I totally understand. I've been there. But guess what? you can also help clean the house yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So if she, I know that, you know, a lot of families are like, yeah, well, she handles the inside and I handle the outside. So I do the trash and the yard work and blah, 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 blah. Well, this is the time where you can handle both (laughs) because she will really just appreciate it. And even if it's not the whole house, like just helping her with a couple things, like at least wiping down the counters, brushing the toilet bowls, you know, cleaning out the sink, just even just taking the dishes in and out just a little bit. I'm not saying like do deep cleaning, whatever, but just a little bit will go a long way and she will really appreciate it. Yes. Along those lines, please help with the laundry. Laundry just, it's like never Never ending. ending. (laughs) It just grows and grows and grows. How can these babies produce so much laundry, Mary Alice? Well, if your baby is like mine, they spit up on everything and you change their clothes six times a day. So that is like one load of laundry right there. And then that's not even your clothes that got spit up on. (laughs) And also like breast milk leaks. I, this morning I had to, my, I don't know why, but my breast milk was just like soaked my nightgown this morning. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Add that to the pile. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and first thing in the morning, just walk around the house, pick up the dirty clothes, throw them in, put a color catcher thing in there so you don't ruin anything, wash it on cold, you're good to go. <laughs> Agreed. Also, take charge of making sure that visitors don't outstay their welcome. That is something that I think moms are so tired and also they don't want to be blunt in those moments or maybe they will be blunt and you want to spare your visitors. (laughs) Just be mindful of like how long they've been. And this is actually something that I recommend that you talk to your partner before you have the baby. Like, hey, how long do we think we want visitors to stay? Like 30 minutes, an hour? You know, what's that cap that I should maybe say like our code word? 
And the code word is like Oreo. I don't know what it is, but you know, say the, say the word. <laughs> so then it just reminds you like, oh yeah, you know, hey guys, this is the time where the baby really needs to rest and, and she needs, and mom needs some rest. So we'd love for you to come by another time. So yeah, just make sure you take charge of that so she doesn't have to, to do that. We actually have also... A, an article about visiting a new baby. So for people who are visiting the new baby, we'll add that in the show notes so that you can get some tips on what to do when you're visiting a new baby. Another thing you can do for mom is to hire a postpartum doula, which is just one of the loveliest things you could possibly do. And she would come in and help with baby care and answer questions and help with feeding and attend to mom and make sure someone is paying attention to how she feels and her healing and recovery and, you know, answering her questions and providing support around the house with light housework. And she's just an emotional and physical and educational resource. And we have a whole other podcast about what postpartum doulas do. Yes. I believe so. I believe so too. (laughs) And I'm sure it was great and that we recorded it. (laughs) And I highly recommend listening to it if you're not convinced yet. But a postpartum doula is a wonderful gift. It really is. Especially, you know, there's only so many times that you feel like you can ask, well, maybe with your mom, you you feel comfortable enough to like tell her what to do. Or maybe with your your mother-in-law, maybe you don't feel like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Or the way that they did something 30, 35 years ago is different than the way that we do things now. So having a third person, like third party person come to your home where you're like, oh, I can ask them to do this because I'm paying them. (laughs) Or, you know, they actually have been doing the training recently. So they know like all of the the rules and guidelines of all of this kind of stuff. So they they really are such a great resource. I I couldn't recommend a postpartum doula enough to, to new families. Okay. And another thing, we said, take over some of the household responsibilities. I know that I said like the chores, but also like paying the bills, organizing the thank you notes, making the appointments. Like if you can do those things and take that off her plate, that would really help out too. Because again, when you're only getting like two hour stretches of sleep uh, throughout the day and night, and maybe you're getting a meal here and there and, you know, you just have spit up all over you. Like thinking about everyday life things can be really tough. So having you help out with those things that she normally would do, like for example, my, my son, you know, I every day would make sure that his lunch was packed. He was dressed and ready and had everything in his backpack that he needed. But once we had the baby, no, 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 that is dad's job now. Like you can handle all that stuff because I'm making sure she is okay. So, so yeah, just being sure that you can take over those other responsibilities will help her out. Absolutely. And one big responsibility back to my pact of I feed her and you feed me is the grocery shopping. So either you take over the grocery shopping, you keep the list, you keep track of what needs to be, you know, what y'all need to get and meal planning and all of that. Or another thing is that you could watch the baby while she goes grocery shopping and then she could get some alone time while also doing a chore and I like going to the grocery store, so that would be a great arrangement for me. But, you know, think about what she might enjoy the most. Yeah, I agree. I, I talk to her about that to see which one she prefers because, yeah, I, I, I actually now like going to the grocery store, too, because it's just some nice alone time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's air-conditioned. <laughs> yes, uh, here, here, I agree. 
Okay, I'm going to reiterate something that Mary Alice said earlier, because a huge thing to remember is if you see something that needs to be done, don't leave it or wait to be asked to do it. Just make that conscious effort each day to check around the house and see if there's anything that you can help with and do it yourself. Don't wait for her to be like, hey, honey, can you do this? Can you do that? That would really mean a lot. It's a lot of emotional labor to think about all of the things that need to be done. And so if you can take away some of that labor that she has to do by just doing it and by you being proactive and thinking about it, that is just golden. I agree. Mary Alice, this was, I think, so helpful. I do too. For our I'm listeners. Send this to my husband. <laughs> right? He's great. Even though, even though we're like six months in, it, it's a good reminder for our husband because even at that point, they're like, oh, they don't need as much help. But it really is like, hey, you know what? I know you were doing these things, but these things would still help me right now because I'm still learning. Like the first year of life is just chaos with the baby. So doing these things will really. I also just think this is good advice for being like a partnered human being. (laughs) I agree 100%. (laughs) Like if you live with someone else, you should just do all these things. (laughs) Yes, because you're an adult. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) We won't go there. But yeah, but anyway, thank you, Marielle, for going over all of this uh, with us. Again, I know that you as a postpartum doula had seen these things uh, firsthand with other moms, but you being a first-time mom going through this, I, it's it's nice hearing what worked for you and, and what was helpful for you and, and your family. So that was great. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to be here. Thanks, Nina. Of course. Again, mothers are incredible and do so much for their families. Even though they feel like they should do it all, they really shouldn't have to. Having a helping hand and listening ear can do so much for her. We hope these tips we shared are helpful. They've been definitely helpful for us. And we also want to thank our friends at Viacord again for sponsoring this episode. As always, we like to hear your thoughts and are curious if there's anything else that you would add to our list. We'd love for you to share them with us on our Facebook page where we'll be posting today's episode. We'll also be answering everyone's questions in the comments. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Chip Chat, the Baby Chip podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at The Baby Chick. And of course, our website, www.baby-chick.com for more.